Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. And then you have greatness. And you have greatness in terms of players that have an impact on a franchise and the city and the game of basketball who their jersey hangs in the rafters. They are in the Hall of Fame. They are forever enshrined. And I'm talking about George McGinnis. Who George McGinnis, of course, the Mr. Basketball out of Indianapolis, Washington High School in 1969, went on to Indiana University where in only one year for the Hoosiers, had the highest single-season scoring average in Indiana basketball history. He is the only Indiana player to average 30 points per game. at 29.99 is what it technically was. Before going on to a career in the ABA where he was an ABA Most Valuable Player, he went on to the Philadelphia 76ers where he played in the NBA Finals. And actually during halftime of one of those games, there was a dunk contest, the first in NBA history. And a man who was in that dunk contest and won it and was a teammate of George McGinnis. And I think he would agree with me in saying a brother, for lack of better term, to George McGinnis. Darnell Hillman joins us as George McGinnis, we now know, passed away after a couple of days from a medical incident that happened at home. But George McGinnis, the team, the Pacers officially announcing today, passing away. And Darnell Hillman is taking time today to reflect on one of the all-time greats, not only as a basketball player, but an ambassador for the city of Indianapolis. Darnell joins us now. Darnell, uh, first, I want to thank you sincerely for your time on what I know is a difficult day. So let me begin by asking, how is Darnell Hillman doing today? Um, I'm holding holding my own, doing the best I can. Um, you know, pretty much uh, I'm more concerned about some of the other players wanting to make sure everybody got the word. Some of our former teammates that are no longer here in town but around the country, I've been reaching out to them and keeping them involved. So I'm doing okay. You guys – were in those days the ABA Pacers I I feel like Darnell it was a different era admittedly I was you know very young during that time but I certainly know from the stories of Robin Miller and the Benners and you know just growing up in this town the connection that you had with the city itself can you kind of take me through when you were a player playing for the Pacers in those days of you know going to Nettos or being kind of men about town, what it meant to have a guy like George McGinnis and what Indianapolis meant to him in terms of maybe being the conduit towards connecting a lot of you to the people of Indianapolis and what it meant for him to be playing and starring in his home city? Well, I think uh... – I think that's a big tribute to both sides, the community being able to have and being able to see George, not just through his high school years, collegiate years, but also as a pacer. And then for George to play in front of your hometown, I mean, what what more could you ask, ask for every night that you go out and you know you've got the entire community, the entire arena, and sometimes the entire state? Because back then, the pacers were listened to statewide. 
So uh, it wasn't uncommon to to get comments from kids saying, you know, um, my mom caught me. I was listening to the radio last night, so on school night, and I got all the stats and this and that. And we were, um, yeah, we were kind of ambassadors for the game uh, here in the state. But uh, more importantly, I think um, we were proud and very honored to be recognized like that. And we sh- we tried to show that in our unity. Um, we weren't just basketball players and teammates, but we are more like family. George McGinnis was, of course, signed to the Indiana Pacers in the ABA after his lone year at Indiana University. He was drafted in the 1973 draft in the second round by the Philadelphia 76ers, would later go and play for Philly. But from 1971 to 1975, he was a Pacer. He was the MVP of the ABA. Darnell Hillman was one of his Pacer teammates and kind enough to join us today. Darnell, what kind of teammate was George McGinnis? Uh, a kindred spirit, a very kind individual, a tremendous player to have and call as a teammate. George would give you the shirt off of his back. Um you really enjoyed his friendship once you got to know him and he gets to know you um, as a ball player, especially coming around uh, playoff time. You could just see him turn the volume up and watch him really go. And we all had a, you know, being on the, the Pacers at that time, George and I came to came with the Pacers together as rookies and when I arrived here, the attention that I saw all of the media giving him, it's like I had to be aware that, well, you know, he's hometown. He's been Mr. Basketball, and he's been watched here all of his life. I had to find some other kind of way to be able to play on the court with him. And one of the things I do remember as a rookie, George and I both shot the ball with one hand. And Slick called us in one day after a ball game. We didn't shoot the ball very well. And he said, the basketball is shot with both hands, gentlemen. Put both hands on the basketball. So the next game out, I'm shooting with both hands on the ball. George tried several times, and he just could not. That that left hand would not sit well on the ball. So he went back to the one hand. And after the ball game, he went in and spoke to Slick about it and they were okay. <laughs> Look what turned out from it. So. There, Darnell, is it safe to say that George McGinnis is probably one of like five players that actually could have just said to Slick Leonard, I'm going to just keep doing it my way? No, he wasn't that kind of individual. You know, it was about team. Um, but he Well, I mean, just in terms of the way he shot the ball, right? I mean, if it ain't broke, yeah, don't fix yeah. it, right? Correct. Uh, at this point, is really difficult to change your shooting style habit. So, uh, yeah, he went back to doing what he could do the best he could and was very tremendous at it. Um, one of the things about Georgia, uh, I don't think a lot of people remember, but George came into the league a very large individual. He was about 275. Slick made him lose 40 pounds. And when he dropped that 40 pounds, he was as quick as any guards that we had on the team, as strong as any big players that we had on the team, could handle the ball and do it all. And it'd be a great night to watch him when he was really on. You'd just uh, be amazed that he was our LeBron James back then. 
They talk about LeBron James and how big and structured he was. George was the atlas of the ABA back then. He just had the physique and all of the attributes that you'd want in an athlete. And Darnell, my understanding is, you know, when you were coming in, Darnell Hillman, former teammate of George McGinnis, is our guest here on the program. When you entered the league with George, and so as you mentioned, you know, you're a young guy that's also trying to kind of earn your keep within the ABA and play for the Pacers. Um, George was already known, at least in this area, for his superlative athletic skill. And my understanding is that you used to challenge him to, like, foot races and, like, 100-meter dash races all the time just to show that Darnell Hillman was as good an athlete. Now, is that fact or fiction? Oh, uh, no, I never challenged him. Um, one of the things we did back then for training camp, Slick never let us in the gym. Our first two weeks, we were outside uh, running the mile, 100-yard dash, and doing the stairs. So our rookie year, Slick purposely matched both of us together (laughs) just to see. And um, we ran 10-4. And Slick's eye raised up when you have two guys this big who could run the 100 that quickly. um, I just started smiling inside. And we became, uh, George and I became a part of a, a nucleus that was already established here that had won a championship. We became a part of the Magnificent Seven, and we went on to win back-to-back championships. Did that bond, that bond remains to this day. I know that George, physically speaking, is not with us anymore, Darnell, but I think that for fans as well as just for people in general, there's there's a lesson to be learned about two guys that come in, and even though you're on the same team, there's an element of competitiveness that takes place. But I wanted you to kind of elaborate on the the bond that was built between not only that team, but for you and George as well. Because, you know, I know from other people and just from seeing it from afar that the two of you did have a brotherhood that remained tight, obviously, until the very end. And, And in this case now, obviously, in spirit. But can you just elaborate for our listeners what it was about George that made you be embraced by him and what it was about George that made you want to embrace him as well? Well, as I said earlier, he was a a very kind individual and kindred spirit. Um, One of the things that happened between George and I as rookies, we opened up an appliance store here in town. It was on 38th and Keystone. Uh, did that for a year together. And then George's mom and my mom, I moved my mom out from California out here, and George's mom and my mom became good friends. And then my sister and George's sister became friends. So they would meet together and go and do their things, and George and I played basketball, and we were traveling around. The other thing that um, I was very um, impressed with was uh, – after basketball, the Indiana Pacers that were here in town from the ABA, we are still a family. We still get together. We have dinner together, or we get over to someone's house and have a barbecue or something. And this has gone on since we came into the league. So we've always been very close and very important for one another. And as uh, I work for the Pacers, 
And my role uh, when whenever George was coming in to make an appearance for us, I made sure that we rolled the red carpet out for him. You know, I'd pick him up in the golf cart, make sure he got to wherever he needed to be, minimal sight as possible. He was comfortable. He did a lot of things for us. And then when the event would be over, I'd get him out as smoothly as possible. And he was very appreciative of that and very thankful. How recently, Darnell, had you gone out like socially with him? I know that obviously George had had some problems with his back. You know, his mobility was becoming limited as he became, you know, older and and his body was starting to defy him a little bit. But, you know, I know people tell me he loved working man's friend. He would go there. You know, how often did you still talk to or interact with him? Uh, Probably a minimum of three or four times a month. Uh, the last time George and I got together, I believe we went out to a restaurant and had dinner. But uh, I frequently visit George at home quite often. I at least try to see him maybe two or three times a month. And we'd sit around for hours on his back porch or in the house just talking about the the good old days. And one of the things uh, about him, he was very proud. He was very concerned about his physical appearance as time went on. And I was trying to get George to understand that, man, I, yes, we miss the way you used to look, but these folks remember what you've done for them. And they will overlook that. Just expose yourself to the community because the Indiana Pacers are well-loved in this community. Darnell, finally, George McGinnis, Darnell Hillman is our guest. You know, George McGinnis, before you knew him, I assume, that you didn't know him like right after high school. You probably knew of him because he was that big a player. But, you know, his father passed shortly after he had finished his career. Actually, shortly, I think a week after he had the 54.31 rebound. I think that's what it was. Game number two in the Indiana-Kentucky All-Star game. His father was tragically killed in a construction accident. And... He had mentioned once in an interview that his father had told him how proud he was of him. And I think that that, you know, for any player, that would be of significance, especially when his father passed. But to lose his dad at a young age and the kindness that he had for people, and in particular young people. I remember as a kid in Indianapolis, George McGinnis would come and speak to schools and speak to kids about, you know, working hard and and learning goals and those kinds of things. Losing his father at that age, how much do you think that that kind of shaped? the way he was, the generosity that he had, and the teammate that he was that you were able to be with? Well, I think he uh, he had a lot of role models to uh, really improve that image in which you're speaking of, you know, starting with our team. And we had uh, Freddie Lewis, Mel Daniels, Roger Brown, Bob Nedelecki, all strong alpha males. And with our coach, Bobby Slick Leonard, George had a lot of role models to take, you know, a little bit from each and everybody and really showed who he was and developed in becoming the kind of individual that he was because he was very, very giving. He looked out for any and everybody. And if George liked you, there's no end to just how far he could express that. He'd give you, like I said before, he'd give you the shirt off of his back and the media will never be able to scratch the surface of the number of people that George has touched with great stories of his kindness and the things that he's done for many, many folks, not just here in the city, but for statewide.
tight end, probably some far around the country in different places that he's played. He's just that kind of guy, tremendous athlete, and uh, this is going to be a big loss. Hey, Darnell, just a quick one from me. Just in today's age of NIL and transfer portal, basketball and sports in general are completely different, but with McGinnis's story of being a hometown guy, going to Indiana, starting his career with the Pacers. Of course, he went elsewhere in the middle of it, but coming back to just how unique of a story is that when you consider today's age of kind of the ever-changing world of basketball? I'll bet you couldn't count that number of stories on one hand uh, going back to whenever basketball began. Very unique, uh, very special, and a different journey than most athletes take in. Certainly, George fit those shoes and did very well. Um, we as Indiana Pacers that have called him a teammate, we're very proud to have been by his side and have played with him. And the last thing that I look at this overall is George is in the Hall of Fame. Played with him. Played with Mel Daniels, who's in the Hall of Fame. Roger Brown, who's in the Hall of Fame. And Bobby Flick Leonard, who was also in the Hall of Fame. This is the last contact I have with my Hall of Famers until I join them, whenever that might be. So, going to be missed. And it's been an honor to have played with him and all of the other guys we played with because we were just not playing basketball, but we became family. And we stay in touch right now till today. I've been in touch with Neto and Billy Keller and all of the guys at the played on those championship teams and it's a, just been a tremendous loss for us but we know he's in a we probably all assumed that um, he's there meeting Mel and uh, Roger and Slicks on the sideline tell him get down there on the baseline guys we're going to do some suicide <laughs> <laughs> well Darnell listen yeah. I know it's a family loss for you um, I have a great respect and appreciation for your ability to to continue the relationship that you did with the Pacers, but also to be able to be that link for those of us that, that you know, for, for younger people listening that didn't see George McGinnis, for you to carry on that legacy, to, to carry on the message of how great he was and how great those teams are, um, you've done him proud. You've done Mel proud, you've done Slick proud, and you've done George McGinnis proud now, and I know you'll continue to do so. But my condolences to you on what I know is a difficult time, but I appreciate uh, very much so your heartfelt message today about George McGinnis, and I appreciate it very much. I thank you, Lynn, for reaching out. It's been a pleasure. All right, Darnell Hillman, uh, former Indiana Pacer and teammate of George McGinnis. As George McGinnis, one of the all-time greats, uh, passes away after a a few days in the hospital. And, Brendan, you had mentioned, and it's a very good point, about, you know, the, the Indiana connection with George McGinnis and just the fact that, you know, high school, college professional all in the city in which he grew up George McGinnis actually was born in Alabama and when he was a youngster I believe he was five or six years old uh, his father Bernie McGinnis was traveling as was often the case for African Americans in that era was traveling to the Chicago area to see about getting a job in Chicago in like the construction or, or labor fields to kind of get out of, you know, his mother, George McGinnis, has, has mentioned that he had memory of seeing, you know, his mother like in like cotton areas and, and working, you know, in the South in that time when he was uh, very little. 
and his father wanted a better opportunity for George and for his sister Bonnie. So he he sought out that opportunity in your hometown of Chicago. And on the way to Chicago, George McGinnis's father stopped to stay with family in Indianapolis just to kind of break up the drive between Alabama and Chicago. And it was during that time before he got up in the morning to continue the drive to Chicago that the, I believe it was the husband of his sister. So his brother-in-law said, well, actually, you know, there's a, a construction site where uh, they're hiring some guys here in Indianapolis. And so his father went and interviewed there as opposed to continuing to drive to Chicago, got a job and moved George, his sister and his mother to the near west side of Indianapolis where he went to Washington High School. He was probably the most dominant high school player, certainly to that time. Oscar Robertson would be one of them. But in terms of physical domination, McGinnis, along with Steve Downing, Wayne Pack was another player on that team that was very, very good. Um, Jim Arnold, you know, they had a really good team, Washington. They went 31-0. They were the first undefeated team since Attucks and just the second, I believe, from well, certainly the second from Indianapolis to run undefeated and win the state championship. And then, as you know, as we mentioned, he stayed at Indiana and then with the Pacers. How that trajectory could have changed. He could have been at, let's say, DePaul or Illinois and then signed to the Bulls, perhaps, with Jerry Sloan and that group. You know, who knows what could have happened and the trajectory. That's the way that, that things are altered in the way they turn out. But it turned out to be a blessing for the city of Indianapolis because McGinnis was not only a great player, but a true great gentleman and ambassador for Indianapolis Washington High School, Indiana University, and the Pacers organization. And then when he played for the Philadelphia 76ers, went to the finals, played with Julius Irving, um, was a first-team All-NBA performer and a great player that accentuated and showed people beyond Indianapolis then what Indianapolis had to offer because he was a great NBA player that was doing that in Philadelphia as a product of Indianapolis. We'll continue reflecting upon talking about George McGinnis over the course of the show today. 